0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of The Golf Show. Right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. I am Mike Todorich. I'm your host. It's playoff time on the PGA Tour. The FedEx Cup playoffs got Underway on Thursday this week, they are at uh, the um, Northern Trust, which has made its way across country. It used to be a sponsor uh, in L.A., and now it is in uh, Norton, Massachusetts, a suburb of uh, Boston. This was always in the pre-COVID era. This was always the event that was played um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, ending on Labor Day, which was kind of a cool thing. Um, you know, until until college football was on that evening, there really wasn't much going on except barbecues and, you know, libations. Um, now, with the new schedule, it's not on Labor Day. It's this weekend. And, you know, I, I, I wonder, as I have for quite a while, about do golf fans care about the playoffs? Do they watch the playoffs any differently than they do just regular tour events? I don't know. Um, the subject isn't brought up all that many times, and maybe they do. Maybe maybe uh, golf fans get m- more interested and, and – um, perhaps put down a wager or two more than they might normally um, because it's the playoffs. But the playoffs are here, and then we're going to get into the funky part of the schedule where the U.S. Open is in a few weeks. The Masters will be in November, and I can't tell you everything that happens in between. Um, The Northern Trust, uh, which was played and I believe it's still the TPC of Boston, um, got off to a fiery start. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, uh, a guy who you may have heard about, may not have heard about, he shot 59 um, on uh, Friday, early in the morning. Their group didn't even have a standard bearer. Because they were playing in the morning and um, I guess they didn't have enough for every group. But it wasn't a big deal because there are no fans there anyway. And then in the afternoon, Dustin Johnson, who can do these sort of things uh, occasionally, he was 11 under par through 11 holes. And, of course, the, seven, or the 59 talk had started. And it looked like you know that was going to be almost a given because here's Dustin Johnson who can you know tear apart any golf course pretty much anywhere with his length and shot making ability. And I'll, I'll I'll diverge here just for a second. <clears throat> I've thought about this a lot since 2016. And I'm not sure I have ever seen a better shot under pressure than that six iron he hit from the middle of the fairway at Oakmont on the 18th hole uh, to seal his U.S. Open victory. Yeah, I know there have been a lot of other great shots. You know, Tom Watson's chip in at um, Pebble Beach and, you know, Nicholas has had... You know, some great shots over his career. But I'll tell you what, that was under pressure. That was as pure a shot as I've ever seen. Anyway, back to the the Northern Trust. He's 11 under through 11 holes. And guess how he finished? Finished with seven straight pars. You know, you say, wow, he couldn't make. A birdie or two more coming in. Well, obviously not yesterday, um, but that just tells you the kind of heat that gets on these guys once they know where they're headed. Um, interesting that uh, Justin Thomas, who mm-hmm. became the youngest guy to ever shoot 59, um, couple of years ago, and Jim Furyk holds a record, of course, at 58. Uh, he thinks that a uh, 56, 57, or 58 is going to happen on tour. Uh, and if that happens, you know, I think we have to relook at the game a little bit. Um, that's getting to be pretty low. Uh, is it too low? I don't know. That'll be for somebody else to determine. Um, it's fun to watch these guys when they get in that position. Um, wasn't nearly as much fun, Watson Johnson, because viewers, I think, got a little frustrated because he didn't go any lower. Um, as always, we tell the viewers, um, put yourself in his position. How much heat do you think he's feeling? Um, and he knows he can't make a mistake because if he does then the the chance of the record goes out out the window but <laughs> trying to pull off those shots that um you know get you in close um as we learn every week it's not automatic and it's really not automatic when you're on the back nine of a record setting attempt, um, but it's fun to watch. Um, you look at the leaderboard after Johnson and Scheffler, it's not exactly an, an outstanding leaderboard. Cameron Davis, Danny Lee, Harris English, Lou Eustazen, Kevin Kisner, they are all uh, within four shots of the lead. And uh, all of those guys shot five, six, or seven under par uh, yesterday. So the old PGA Tour line, the course is gettable. And um, barring weather uh, today and tomorrow, there may be a lot of getting um, at that place, which is, I mean, it's a neat kind of course. It's a newer design and it's set up so that guys can go, you know, go get it. You know, there are birdies to be made there. So um, it'll be a fun couple days seeing what happens there and see if anybody else makes a run at 59 or 58. And I just, it just occurred to me. I don't know that anybody has ever followed up one of those rounds with another one uh you know the old line is you shoot a good score one day it's really hard to come back and you and you don't play as well the next day and for the most part that's been true down through the years but that might be pretty cool that would spice up the interest in the uh in the playoffs wouldn't it have somebody shoot 61 or 62 or 60, um, yeah, be something to watch for. So, anyway, that will go on today. Um, as usual, you know, the guys who missed the cut this week are going to have a hard time, you know, making it into the next round, um, and, you know, a guy like um, Brooks Kepka who's been battling some injuries. He withdraws this week from the Northern Trust, and he shut it down for, this, for, the, end, for the rest of the season. Um, hopes to be back for the Open, maybe, maybe for the Masters, but sure didn't look like a very good player the last few times he's played. So Tiger Woods, as usual, is a, is a focal point. He finished, uh, he made, <clears throat> excuse me, he made the cut on the number and his prize is he'll play with Roy McElroy today at, um 8.30, which doesn't help network TV much, but that's the way it is. And this will be the 14th, 14th time that those two have played together. And people, you know, golf fans all over the place have been longing to see a Tiger Woods-Rory McIlroy final round matchup in a major um, and, you know, get excited about that. But that hasn't happened. Um, They are 12 shots off the lead today. Um, I wanted to take a a minute to... um, uh, make a, a little bit of a tribute to um, one of my colleagues uh, who passed away this week, um, and I don't know how many people would know the name, you know, necessarily in Pittsburgh, but uh, there was a gentleman named Vartan Kapelian who was a longtime writer for the, the Detroit News. Um, He covered hockey for many years, you know, covering the Red Wings and Stanley Cups. And then he became a golf writer. And for decades, and that's not an exaggeration, he was one of the most respected golf writers in the country. And he was a a force from the media side in a lot of issues, you know, trying to get the media access, trying to get the media taken care of, you know, when they're covering events. Uh, he covered 168 majors. How about that? 168 majors. Um, again, he was, he was a friend. He was a colleague. You know, he always had a smile. Um, ask about your family, you know. Um, One of my early interactions with him was at the President's Cup, and I can't remember the year, 2004 maybe. It was in Manassas, Virginia, and um, we were wrapping up the the day. And he came by and he said, what are you doing tonight? And I said, I don't know, grab something to eat somewhere. He said, come with me. And I thought we'd be going on a on a group dinner, which happens a lot on the uh, uh, on the tour. But it turned out to be just he and I, and that was the time we got we really got to know each other. Um, he was very interested, um, and we just you know we 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 remained good friends throughout the year. I haven't talked to him recently. Uh, he's He's been struggling with, uh, he had quadruple bypass surgery in 2017, and he had complications from diabetes as well. So, uh, he was 73, and he and other members of his generation are the ones who laid the groundwork for the new generation. And... Uh, we should be, if we're not, we should be in debt to those guys uh, for the hard work they did and, and um, the things that they set up that will last down through generations. So um, R.I.P. Varton, um, you're a good man, and um, we hope all his struggles are, are over. Um, we're going to talk today to a couple guys who um, in their fields are, you know, ranked among the best. Uh, Ron Syrak, a Newcastle native, and still very much aware of what's going on in in Pittsburgh and in Pittsburgh sports. Um, you see him on the Golf Channel. Uh, he still writes in his his uh, writings appear on, on in the Go, on the Golf Channel site, as well as elsewhere. He's going to come on, and we're going to talk about the opening of the LPGA season, how that's gone, um, as well as you know a variety of other things. Whatever else come up, uh, Ron is um, he's one of the best as well, and he's a contemporary of of uh, Vartans, and uh, always interesting conversation when when he comes on with me. And We're also going to talk, about, uh, talk to um, Devin Gee who is the Oakmont Country Club Pro. He won the Tri-State Match Play Championship this week and um, has been doing quite well this year. Um, he's had a good season and um, he'll be right there at the end when Player of the Year, and those kind of considerations come up. So he's going to join us at seven forty-five. So that's we that that's the layout of the land this week on on the show. Um, we, as always, thank you for listening. Um, I hear I hear from people all the time saying, "Hey, yeah, you're the guy on the radio. Yeah, that that's me. Uh, bright and early every Saturday." And I, as we've talked about over the years, um, people tell me that they listen while when they get up on Saturday mornings, when, as they're getting ready to go to the golf course, and on their way to the golf course. Um, so we appreciate all that, obviously, and um, we'll look forward to continuing um our our run through the golf season and as with everything yeah. else it's been kind of a wacky golf season